Welcome to The Watching Dead, the officially unofficial podcast for The Walking Dead on AMC. I'm Jim. I'm Aaron. And today we're talking about Season 10, Episode 12, titled Walk With Us. Uh, Aaron, what did you think of this episode of The Walking Dead? You know what? I think this is an excellent episode of The Walking Dead. It really hit on some emotional cylinders for me. Hmm. Uh, like, I'm just so impressed that they've completely rehabilitated Daryl's character Rick leaving the show is the best thing that ever happened to Norman Reedus. <laughs> yeah, he gets the spotlight all to himself now. Well, I mean, it's not even the spotlight. It's just like like Andrew Lincoln, and I don't think it's any fault of his own, but like the narrative, like Daryl was never supposed to be in The Walking Dead. So like all of the narrative, like he's always going to be a second banana because there isn't anything in the source material for him that you can kind of mine. And I feel like once like so like him and rick always kind of like were a split soul in, in this show and getting rid of rick has has let him kind of you know show show a lot of his natural qualities and some of that stuff with like kim and judith uh the stuff with the you know judith and the and earl the blacksmith mm-hmm. um it really hit with me man uh i wish walking dead was always this good and <laughs> Like, I have literally no fucking clue what's going to happen next. Like, this episode blows things open so yeah. wide, and like, I'm not even sure I'm not annoyed with it. Like, I thought the end was cool, and then, you know, who showed up to kind of like, oh, it's, like, you know, it's all been part of our plan, and I'm like, I... I, I yeah, I'm th- like thinking back, okay, does that all track? I I, I can't pinpoint the, the spot where they, they came up with that plan, but okay. But it might be it might be cool. I don't Maybe. know. Like, I'm not going to I'm not going to like two years ago. I would have heaped so much scorn on the end. I'd have been like, man, they had a great episode and then they fuck it up at this w- weird curveball at the end. Too clever by half. But, you know, uh, they this show might be twice as clever now. So maybe oh, it's pull it off. easily twice as clever. Yeah. But otherwise, like, yeah, like there was a genuine loss, like uh, the destruction of Hilltop felt like a momentous thing. Uh, uh, I was really, like I said, I was really moved by Earl, the, the, uh, the, the bartender, the, the <laughs> he does that on the side. Yeah. It's his, yeah. It's his um, job. I not, not really a fault, not really a false step. I'm very curious to see. And also I keep wondering like how much of this actually happened like this in the comics? Uh, you yeah, know, no the, these, these, these wild swings or how much of it is them actually starting to adapt the material more. Uh, what do you think, Jim? Uh, yeah, I mostly like it, too. Um, I, I was puzzled by the beginning, and I also had the like the same question about the end that you seem to have. Um, the beginning, though, and, and I don't want to talk, I guess, too much about it, but I think they've pulled like the Walking Dead boner number one of just like forgetting what's happening midstream. Because as I recall, they left us with a conundrum, right? Like, our our heroes had been wedged between the fiery gates and they were covered in sap like super flammable sap that made it so they couldn't really retreat and then the horde was closing in on them from the other side and this episode just kind of picks up and that's not a thing that's no problem like everything's burning but no problem for them yeah the like they just forgot what as... happened moments like they couldn't have like stopped shooting for a week and said you know guys everybody go home i know the fires are burning they'll, they'll still be burning when we get back you know we'll just pick up yeah. shooting next week and then they just forgot midstream where they were and that that feels like a classic walking dead boner but yeah You're i mean it, it's one it's one weird thing in an episode that is otherwise good so and, and you, you know if we're if we're going to really start really start in uh those catapults weak as fuck. Yeah, what are they firing? Just like a cup baseballs, <laughs> baseballs, golf balls. Yeah, Boston uh, Rob's hobby equipment. Mi- minor rubble, minor rubble, like you know, yeah. gravel. I, I I don't know. Like they were so in- unimpressive that like I thought it was telling that they never actually showed any of the the quote unquote devastation they were they were wreaking. <laughs> right, right, because they would have been disappointed. It's like it's like it's like it's they're just like you can tell that shit's like maybe getting twelve feet range. Like it's just no. The hilarious it's, not- thing about it though to me is that clearly the people at Hilltop had 
not even conceived of the idea that fire could be used in a battle because not only did they get caught with their pants down on the burning walls, but they also Uh weren't firing flaming debris at the walkers, which would be great against these super flammable zombies, right? Right. No, they were like, I, yeah, they didn't have any fire brigade. They were completely behind snug behind their wooden walls right the colonial were. era estate <laughs> that's made out of mostly kindling yeah yeah until the blacksmith come around they just used wooden pegs for nails like it's just wood <laughs> on wood on wood construction you know pine resin uh paints it's just all the worst wicker furniture it's just they're sitting back there smugly smugly uh unafraid of of these uh primitive zombie rabbles just coming up with fire Oh boy! Yeah. No, I, I think you're. I think you're right. They. I, I felt like they did go backwards a little bit in terms of how on fire Hilltop was, but then also is like this magical portal. Like outside the gates was not as bad as we remember because again these people are covered in essentially tree sap gasoline. Right. So they would just burst into flames. It was on fire. But as soon as they pass through the gate, it's a magical world of fire. Literally everything yeah. is full on in 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 blaze. Like the mansion. The new barn, the like temporary housing, all that stuff. Everything is just completely engulfed. Yeah, it's it was wild. Yeah, little little continuity. But what are you going to do? I mean, I I loved obviously like, look, we're talking spoilers on this episode, right? So like, I loved the stuff that they did with Negan and Alpha this episode. Mm -hmm. Uh, That was a big high point for me. Um, Even though it is patently ridiculous to see Negan in a zombie mask. Oh, yeah. Like. Every time he's got the monster mask on, it's high comedy. <laughs> I, it's the way he is just like, you know, his Negan hunch yeah. and just like rolling around with yeah. his baseball bat in his hand. Mm-hmm. His exasperation at zombies not wanting to be herded. It's uh, it's all like I posted. <laughs> I posted an image on Twitter because I know there's a lot of our audience that's like, you know, still hasn't come back to The Walking Dead. There's a lot that's like, yeah, I'm glad we're and there's some people are just like listen to the podcast, not watching the show. I kind of like bait images like that because it's like. <laughs> we're giving this episode kind of a glowing review and the cover of it is this gangly scarecrow in a you know in a monster man mask <laughs> right with lucille again and if you bailed at like seven season 7.5 <laughs> how can you not be fascinated by like what yeah. the fuck is going yeah so like i, I try to like uh, bait the trap and see if i can get uh pied piper some people in here yeah bring but, them in uh it's uh the thing is is like it it the show is is sturdy enough and confident enough at storytelling that it can just lean into those ridiculous concepts and and they kind of work. Sure. And man, yeah. the pacing we ju- last episode was the one we broke. We're like, I give up on Negan. I don't know what the fuck's going on. Yeah. I thought I knew what the plan was, and then they gave us some breadcrumbs early in the episode. I'm like, ah, they don't want us to give up hope, and then he goes full on coup mm-hmm. at the end. So I don't, yeah, but ask me what the actual plan is you know like what him and carol are trying to achieve i don't know yeah it it feels like there's some kind of distraction play going on where they were using hilltop as bait to get to alpha and with, with and, and lydia like there's a big wheels yeah. moving that seem kind of horrific to contemplate but and lydia definitely doesn't seem in on it i don't know man yeah no. a lot of yeah. questions at the end of this and i do hope they delve into them next episode uh, and give us yeah. some more information about how this all happened. It, not probably not in a flashback. I don't want to see like them scheming in the dungeon uh, before Negan escapes, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. I got tons more to say because, like I said, I, I got like there's so many interesting concepts. This whole um, new pride concept that she came up with right at the end. I, I wanted to kind of talk about that in terms of Dante. Just just hmm. tons of different uh, stuff. But I guess we should probably start discussing the episode huh uh yeah before we do that let's take a quick break and we'll be right back discover why critics are calling kingdom of the planet of the apes the best film of the franchise what a wonderful day it's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible i need to go hang on it is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. You've been listening to quite a few Bald Move podcasts now, but you're not in the club? Whoo boy, you are missing out. 
Not only are all of our Premium Club podcast feeds completely ad-free, but we have lots of other great content exclusively for people in the club. There's a weekly lunch with Jim and Aaron where we chat with fans about anything and everything from TV and films, food, fun, life advice, and more. But there's also Off the Clock, our premium podcast where we talk about all the shows we don't have time for on our public feeds. Plus, you get access to our full spoiler-filled first-round movie reviews of our newly released films. Don't forget Instant Take and Talk Podcast, where we give our hot takes and discuss television shows with our fans live and immediately after the episode airs. With mega shows like House of the Dragon coming this summer, we're going to have lots to talk about. Not to mention access to our fun and friendly community of club members with exclusive Discord channels and a dedicated forum. It's one of the best places on the internet to hang out and chat about pop culture. Bottom line, you're helping two regular type guys in the Midwest make the content you like to listen to, which some would say is reward unto itself. Help keep the lights on and the bits flowing at Bald Move. And get some awesome content for yourself. Head to support.baldmove.com to join the club today. try to make it super easy to support making podcasts at Bald Move. Just join the club. But some people aren't a joining type, or maybe they're already in the club but want to add a little bit of gratuity for an especially great season of coverage, or for a podcast that really spoke to them, or gave them that bit of support in a tough time. For these, and for whatever other reason you might have, our tip jar is always open. Head over to support.baldmove.com and click the donate option to say, hey, keep doing what you're doing. We appreciate it. Once again, check out support.baldmove.com for all the great ways to help me and Jim keep making the podcast you love. All right, let's get to the recap. We start off with Hilltop burning, lots of fires, lots of walkers, catapults. I don't know. There's a lot of cool stuff going on here. Ezekiel evacuates the kids, can't find Judith. Uh, The blacksmith ends up finding her. Earl, is that his name? I I can never remember this guy's name. Uh, The radio is burning and Eugene, I think, (laughs) goes back in to try and save it. Uh, Yep, he sure does. uh, Daryl tries to use the shields that they all have to plug the holes in the wall, but it definitely does not work. And they get overrun and Yumiko sees Magna among the dead and all hope seems lost. And then we go to the intro. Yeah, that shot of uh, Carol surveying the absolute destruction around her, just like kind of like just just taking off because, you know, this is a pretty momentous event in Walking Dead history. Like Hilltop is other than Alexandria, like our longest location of survivors. Yeah, a uh, pretty cool set, something that they've continued to kind of like build and expand over the years. And it's just gone. Like it's gone. Like at the end yeah. of this episode, there's, you know, something left, but not I don't think anything that you can. You essentially start from scratch. Right. I mean, that the shots they keep showing in this scene of the the estate, like the mansion uh, burning, you're like, well, there's no coming back from this because that is yeah. the main the main shelter at Hilltop is that building. And it's pretty yeah. much gone now. Yeah. And, you know, like the location, I'm sure, sure people can can rebuild, but that's exactly what they're going to have to do. Um, yeah. And I don't know, like why? Like. Why wouldn't you just like rebuild everything in Alexandria? Right. Yeah. Um, it seems you know, like consolidate everything. You go with the kingdom's plan or no, go with the, um, the hilltops plan of like the outer crops, but the strong inner walls. And then you have the ultimate keep in the form of Reg's cold rolled steel still standing strong. Can't set that shit on fire. Alpha. No, no, you can't. Uh, yeah, pine, well, like we said last year, pine tar can't can't melt steel beams. Like I'm, no. I'm calling bullshit. I'm, I'm going, I'm, I'm going to be a fucking Alexander truther if I see that happen. So yeah, uh, it, it yeah. makes me wonder about like the food supply and what season this happened in. Uh, because you know it happens in the wrong season. Like if this happens in summer, like before a harvest or something. You're going to have a lot of people who just don't have enough food to make it, even if they go to Alexandria. I was trying to figure that, too, because unless Magnus hoarded like all of like six years worth of supplies over that time. It turns out she's she's squirreled uh, the whole thing. She's taken more than her fair share, perhaps. Uh, (laughs) um, There's a lot of cool stuff. Like you said, the um, I thought everything was cool except for the catapults. These catapults, I was expecting them to be disappointing. 
super shitty. The fact that you can't even CGI like one POV shot of a projectile smashing a herd of zombies. Mm, just like, fire a GoPro off the wall. Yeah. Yeah, it's it was it was pretty, pretty lackluster. Um, I thought the battle itself was pretty cool at night and there's yeah. smoke doing a lot of work and um, everything's just burning on orange, uh, hellish. The zombies on fire, I thought was really cool. I, um, I, I do think. Well, I, I wouldn't call this like hard home territory. Um, right. It's nothing like that, but it is easily, I think, the biggest scale action piece that the walking dead has ever done and it shows it's yeah very impressive for this show i mean there's others like you know some of the stuff they did at the tail end of the jail or the the governor arc um yeah terminus was kind of but but yeah i think in terms of size and impressiveness and then genuine kind of like oh god i'm concerned for everyone I do wish to to echo your part before when we're talking about in this intro i do wish one of the pine tar people had gone up right like, just to establish that like this is a threat and like you know the you know the the that yeah i i felt like that was a little cheap that you know like why get them all splashed with that shit if you're not going to set a few of them on fire yeah it felt like they just forgot midstream what they were doing um yeah but whatever. do you think is, is I, I felt like I felt like King Ezekiel didn't came off looking bad this episode. You know, him and Daryl had the bro pack that like if one of us go down and then Ezekiel just kind of like jumps the gun on that. Um, like yeah. Daryl didn't go down. Ezekiel's just like, well, I, I guess this thing's on fire. It's, it's time to go, kids. And then the way they unfortunately framed them discovering him later in the episode, I kind of debated for a minute whether like they were trying to suggest that he was hiding. Oh, I don't think that's true, but like he just didn't he distinguish himself. And I get it. He's got a like cantaloupe sure. in his neck. It's he's he's not in full health. But like I was uh, I don't know. I felt like they did him dirty. I don't feel like Ezekiel would have just fallen under a piece of tin <laughs> and laid there all night <laughs> while the kids were in on the line. I, I'm right. sorry. I don't know. I, I felt like that's unfortunate, but it did give Earl a nice. I don't know. Like, why don't they give Earl? Why don't they give Ezekiel Earl's plot? Like, Ezekiel mm-hmm. knows he's going to die. Yeah. They, they maybe they just wanted to eliminate the blacksmith. I mm. maybe they're setting us up for something else where they needed Earl to be out of the picture with like Adam and Boston Rob and maybe yeah, he's a know. real life blacksmith and the blacksmith guilds just got the walking dead the production company by the balls like uh you thought you you know what a scale blacksmith makes baby buddy you just <laughs> right we're making more than gimple <laughs> yeah he's, he's actually his, his salary they project if they keep if that going rate of if, of all the hazard pay and all the steel working oh yeah. he's going to be making twice as much as fucking uh uh uh, uh I just ruined the joke. Uh, as 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 Daryl, Norman as, as Norman Reedus, yeah, Norman Reedus by the end of the season. That's why Norman's taking on that second out. spinoff show because <laughs> trying to save the up. show. Yeah, keep up with All the Joneses. Earl is. moved in next door to him. He's got twice as big a house. It's, it's real um, fucked up. I think Daryl's Morningstar is again stupid, but uh, Norman Reedus is having a lot of fun, like with a new move set. Oh, so yeah. like I, after like because he was really twirling and doing like uh, it's like okay I I kind of I kind of dig this. Uh, this is him in the st- RPG where like you get the new weapon and you're like, well, it's a couple hit damage points lower, but it's a spear sure. instead of a sword. I want to check it out. Yeah, yeah. And once I get level two upgrades on it, watch mm-hmm. out. The, the DPS is going to be insane. Um, I, I I like the uh, the stacks of bodies, very um, yeah. three hundred, mm-hmm. like the bodies stacking up into a, a little literal wall to plug the gap. I thought that was pretty cool. Probably something straight out of the comics, I imagine. Um, some some whispers walking with the dead into the gates. I noticed they're fighting some cool. of them too. Yeah, and that was always like you know, it's like when the zombie comes out with a machete and starts mm-hmm. whirling at you. It's like oh man, and I I thought the survivors uh, handled them very well. Um. Judith, Judith is like this little badass, uh, as as she's been called before, um, and she's like slaying zombies, and then she accidentally kills a whisperer, and I think that that might be her first human kill because she felt 
yeah. real different about it. She which, which makes a lot of sense. You know, this whisper suddenly begging to her to save or like spare him. And then she, he dies anyway. Uh, I thought that stuff was really cool. Uh, Eugene running after it. The way they filmed this is so hilarious. It's like that poem for want of a mullet. The kingdom lost a Rosita for want of a Rosita. <laughs> the kid like on and on because like that was the they were winning. Eugene goes running off the ham radio and it all starts falling to shit. Like that's the narrative story yeah. they tell. And I just thought that was really fucking funny. Um, I mean, he's got a lot of mass, up. man. If you're trying to block holes in walls, he's he's got you one yeah, up front. That's true. He can block a lot of holes for sure. Um, Rosita dressed. She's dressed like a villain from like uh, the last Airbender, like like an evil Fire Nation woman uh, in this episode. I thought that was kind of oh. funny. Hmm. Um, and then yeah, like there's this whole a whole bunch of what the fuck is happening too. Like Magna walking with the dead. Yeah, uh, they don't really explain that either. Is they that just never like a, do. Is that just a skill that everyone has this this late in the game? If you're yeah, if your zombie impression is like good enough, the zombies just don't notice you. Yeah, it's it's silly because we've done guts, right? And now we're doing whispers yeah. and you need yeah. something some some aura of death around you to keep the walkers off you, but she doesn't seem to have any of that. She's just in fact she seems like she's she just yeah, she's covered with blood, which is like chum for walkers. Yeah, so, you would think so. I don't know what they were doing with that. That was really weird. Maybe the zombies only eat things with a brain and Magna just like does not have two functioning neural neural cells. Okay. So Yeah. She uh she just uh, goes by on <laughs> the zombies can detect people's EK or the you know the n- n- brain waves and they're just none. Yeah, none hers uh all right that it yeah that's a big we scene. made a meal of that, no, that it's big and it's all there. action it was cool and walking dead other than the catapults didn't besmirch itself Wait, yeah. w- well done well done everyone all right after the battle negan's invited to help herd walkers he's not great at it uh <laughs> he tries a few times and he fails and instead he decides he's going to kill a few and then he sees lydia limping into the woods and follows her and he runs across Aaron and he he's like, whoa, whoa, don't kill me. Tries to explain a little bit, but Aaron's not having it. Luckily for Negan, walkers close in and Aaron has to protect one of his people that he's dragging to safety. Negan leaves and catches up with Lydia and grabs her. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I started wondering when um, Negan was clearly finishing off the hilltop defenders in a way that wouldn't bring them back as zombies. Uh, if there wasn't a little civil disobedience going on. And because yeah. I was like, I was looking for clues like, Jesus, this guy, you know, but oh, maybe this is actually a mercy. And then Alpha started on, in on him. And I had no idea that this episode would pretty much clear everything up while also muddying the waters simultaneously. But yeah. Uh, yeah, it's cool. It's it's cool. Like, yeah. Then Aaron, of course, is going to see red when he sees Negan wearing a whisper mask. And there's no like, what's Negan going to say? I did think it was a little <laughs> bit writerly that like the op obvious thing for Negan to do would be like to kill his side of the walkers and be like, mm. yeah, I know it seems hard. You know, I don't know. Just say something like, you know, other than just like, Oh, you got six walkers and you're protecting a wounded guy and you only got the one arm, even though it is a steel club. Like, eh, it, probably the calculus going through his head is like, I, I need to get out of this situation. So there's not a deadly confrontation between me and Aaron. And then I will prove mm. myself later because he knows like what his plan is here. So, right. He's I think he's just trying to avoid he, he's got to get out of this situation without violence. And that seems like the right. only way is to force Aaron to, you know, deal with these walkers. But yeah. I don't know. There's probably a, n- a number of ways he could have gone about it. Let's say it always feels like and I feel like The Walking Dead has been good about this in the last two seasons. Like there's always a way to do the same thing you're doing only having the communication being open you know like mm-hmm. like you're not just using silences and awkward pauses and and if you just give me a second to explain you know yeah. and to like just just repeat that dialogue for five minutes like just start explaining motherfucker you've had you know like i don't know yeah, uh, it's yeah. always a little little tropey but uh it's the worst sin the show commits and it's, that, it's doing all right it makes me wonder what's gonna happen because i now that hilltop's gone everybody's gonna be flocking to alexandria right that's the natural mm-hmm. place for all the I think people that's who survive like to go what their stated goal is like that's where they're trying to get to yeah what are they gonna do when they show up and it's like 
Oh yeah, Hilltop's gone. We got overwhelmed uh, by Alpha and the Walkers, it, and they're and, right behind. And, us. and Alexandria is like, this is the first we're hearing of it. Why? <laughs> Why is Rosita this? Just talked to Gabriel. Uh, she said right? everything was cool, man. Did you, not two hours ago, we were on the horn with you guys, and you didn't say word one of this. Yeah, there, there's going to be some hell to pay. I hope. When they get to Alexandria, no, I yeah, because that's the thing. Though, like they, that was an unforced error because they had all the parts there where like they we we know that they need the relay. Although now with Eugene blasting coast to coast, I don't even think that's, that's true. Yeah, probably but, but not. They, they could have they could have. Uh, it, it's so weird because they told the visual story of uh, the Negan helping the Whispers take out the communications relays. So then, like. There was a perfect, you know, but then you have Rosita saying, oh, yeah, I talked to the Gabriel and he's like, everything's cool. No, I couldn't possibly tell him about why would I want to distract him with his vital military intelligence? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, it's so I don't know. I almost hope we miss something. Like, I hope it's so. so dumb that I kind of feel like we got it a little bit confused. But, but this is The Walking Dead. I would not put any any amount of this dumbness. Is, past this is them. true. Even with Kang at the wheel, like we still have writers in the room, I'm sure. Who worked yeah. Under Gimple. The, the, and it's not it's not exactly perfect. And they don't have unlimited no. finances and whatnot. Um, yeah, I, I will say that that Negan trying to herd zombies was very entertaining to watch. Oh, yeah. Like just his whole like you can tell there's a you know, like he does the slow pass and waits to see if the zombie reacts. And he does like he does like three of these passes with increased exasperation and like does. <laughs> This is this I can't worry. This dumb. This zombie's too dumb. You know. He's he's got to talk to it, right? He's got to be like, walk with us. <laughs> right, right. Got to be the zombie whisperer. Yeah, the zombie whisperer, whisperer. I, you know, I was surprised at as. the autonomy that Negan had this episode. They they're just like letting him totally off the leash at this point. And, and I get it. You like start boning Alpha. Yeah, Alpha's all about like we're gonna make I'm gonna make you my lioness, all that stuff, and <laughs> yeah. he, so he's got like some measure of freedom. I was just surprised how quickly it came. I guess. Yeah, I mean, I think he kind of wrapped Alpha around his little finger, um, yeah. and she saw the danger, but like also couldn't do what was really necessary. Like what was really necessary is like as soon as she saw that Negan was essentially, you know, usurping her power, which started happening like two episodes ago. Yeah. He, she had to kill him. That's the only way. Mm-hmm. And she this episode tries to like send him away like that's going to work. Um, I don't know. It's really interesting showing like how ultimately weak Alpha was in the end. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to Kelly Gamma and Boston Rob walking somewhere. Probably to Alexandria, like we said. Gamma wants to help. Uh quiet Rob's crying baby. He initially refuses, but eventually relents in order to shut the stupid baby up. They take a break. Um, and Gamma's, you know, got Adam now and she tells them about her sister and how much she regrets her death. And they hear walkers closing in. And so they move. Everybody takes shelter in a family van and, uh, except for Gamma who leads the walkers way and she kills him. But then she's gutted like a fish by beta but not before mm. tearing his mask and then some other skin freak recognize him. So he kills him. And then Gamma comes back as a walker. Boston Rob takes her out and runs the beta off. Holy shit. That's a lot of stuff. Yeah. Another uh, big uh, uh, action scene. Um, mm-hmm. Did you think Boston Rob gave up the baby a little too easy? Uh, yeah, but I get it. Like you can't have a crying baby in the apocalypse, right? We always talk about how dangerous that's true. And, and, you know, potentially lethal that is. So that's true. It makes a certain amount of sense. And the the way the structure of this episode in the season worked, like they didn't have time, but I felt like that caused that character to go through a pretty emotional hairpin turn. And, but you're right. Yeah. Like the, the threat of a baby screaming in the wilderness and the walking dead scenario is pretty extreme. So. Especially right after this battle. Cause you got to imagine there are a lot of walkers still in the area. Right. 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 Um, man, I actually thought that Thora Birch had main cast potential. I know. Uh, yeah, I was actually when because when they stabbed her, I'm like, and he's like, oh, you'll walk. Oh, Boston Rob's going to get there and save her. And then when he like 
takes that and like goes, goes from navel to sternum. I'm like, oh no, no. not all the Sadiqs with all the antibiotics <laughs> in the world's gonna gonna fix this. You you are going. I'm like, oh god. And I was like getting pissed. Like this isn't because you know that's uh, this is a pretty valiant last stand. You know uh, mm-hmm. to try to protect your nephew. And then for this asshole, like I I got a little something against cults and like a cult that can like literally co-opt you in death. Yeah. Like I was just like, like, God, this is a bad deal, man. And thank God for Boston Rob almost <laughs> earned me memorizing his name. Nope. Couple more Alderon, and I'll get it's almost <laughs> there. I've got the sh- basic shape. <laughs> Distinguish yourself a time or two more and I'll, I'll, I'll get you. I'll get you, Boston Rob. For sure. So yeah, it's a good thing Earl dies this episode because he would be so pissed that that uh, Boston Rob let Cam the baby. Got her whisper fingers all over his his mm-hmm. Adam. Oh, he'd smell it uh, for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like, you know, it's like uh, <laughs> uh, handling a baby bird out of the nest. Uh, no. the, the, the blacksmith will never take it back now. No way. Uh, so they've got a wheel within a wheel going here. Uh, one of the whisper dumb fucks stumbles upon Baden and be like, it's you. I thought I recognized your. Well, what's beta bait What's beta up to? I don't know, man. And he like says, you know, he does the shh thing. So. Yeah, yeah, there's something going on here that we're not privy to. I think he's on a super secret mission to like cement his status as beta because he's like very threatened to Negan. He's very threatened by Negan and he's like doing things that he thinks are in the greater good of the pack, but are also like involving killing random ones, random, random pack members. Uh, so I don't know. I, I, but I'm, I'm curious <laughs> okay. because there are like no less than three conspiracies operating within these groups. Like Alexander has got one. Uh, Carol's running a black ops with Negan. Uh, Beta's got his own shenanigans he's playing. Like what? It's it's kind of crazy. Yeah, I'm trying to think how that could matter to us as an audience, right? Like, okay, it's significant <laughs> to this dude mm-hmm. who who he actually is under the mask, and we've never seen him. Well, we have kind of seen him without the mask, right? Like. Yeah, in in that flashback episode. Right, right. So, I yeah, I don't know why this would be significant to the audience, but hopefully they it just lets us know that Beta Beta's doing something shady. I don't know, and that he's recognizable um, to people. That he's doing, and he's he's doing, but he's but he's doing something. Like he's like Uh you know something's happening that somebody is a it's a mystery, but this guy's put it together like. Yeah, I don't know, but it's also compounded by the fact that Alpha routinely sends her people on these mysterious missions at cross purposes to each other. So, like, sure, who the fuck knows? Um, it's interesting though. Uh huh. I'm always, I always find it entertaining when a really good actor gets a chance to be a zombie. Yeah. Because I always feel like they they bring a little bit more, like they they really juice it. They think about like, oh, what would a zombie think when it's first waking up? And like, I felt like Thora Birch. Uh, acted the hell out of uh, her becoming a zombie. Yeah, man. I'm I'm telling you, Thor Birch too good for this show. That's why they had to kill it's her. Clearly, clearly, she yeah. was threatening her pay good... scale, and he was not having it. <laughs> she had, she had, a, yeah. The the Air Force put a too good for this show clause in her contract, which <laughs> she could only be in like six episodes. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Her her pay goes up exponentially in every episode she's in. Oh yeah, they got another fucking uh, blacksmith standoff. Mm. AMC lawyers—they're—they they're really fall for those. Uh, all right, let's move to Eugene desperately trying to piece together his radio. It's a lost cause. Mm. Uh, Carol sees Magna explaining to Yumiko how she got out and how she lost Connie in the horde. Yumiko tries to make uh, Carol apologize for the shit she put everyone through and ends up punching her. And Magna breaks up with Yumiko, but it seems pretty mutual. Yeah. Uh, I thought Carol had pretty big Sarah Connor energy here. You know, when like Yumiko's yeah. like angrily accusing her stuff and she starts with the uh, you have you ever you ever know what it's like to feel a life grow within you? No, you can't. All you know how and except for this time she got she got punched in the face. <laughs> yeah. Um 
Which doesn't, I don't know. I thought that was also cool. Like she, and it just, it doesn't really phase her. She's kind of like mildly surprised and she kind of walks off. Mm-hmm. Um, is Connie dead? There's, there's a bunch of questions here. Yeah. Is Connie dead? So. Uh, maybe, maybe not. I, I don't know. This show, like she no probably way. found a key card and just wandered off into the woods. <laughs> it says PPP. Right. It leads to a better series. Uh, <laughs> do you, do you think that, uh, cause I, I just don't think they can possibly kill her. With her importance to Daryl now off screen, there's like I think seeing you're her right, yeah. stumble in as a zombie at, at this rate. Like the minimum they owe her is a single episode flashback that explains how she got in that situation. But I just don't think they're going to do it. I, what um, they are probably going to do is have some tension between Carol and Daryl because, as Magna rightfully points out, and Yumiko right. rightfully points out, this is all Carol's fault, and we we've yes, been waiting for somebody to to let her know that right and. And and yeah, so has she. And, and, but and, and Daryl's was pretty fucking frustrated. Fucking, he's pretty fucking frustrated with her too. Uh, so like, he doesn't need that much encouragement to boil over. It doesn't seem like the other thing yeah. that's a little I'm vague on. Especially well, especially after right after he says I can never hate you, and then she gets Connie killed. I yeah, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think about the status of the horde? The herd. Um, well, Alpha says they need to regroup. Um, so there's probably a lot of dead walkers. But I'm talking about the cave-in because Magna, Magna and them said that there was like tons of sickos dead or crushed. But then they also described what they wound up into as the horde. Yeah. So and then and then they sent that at hilltop. And a lot more died. And a p- bunch of them died. So I'm, I'm wondering if we're like, that's the thing that like kind of annoyed me in late goings of walk of, of Game of Thrones is like, there's all these big battles, but everyone still had 20,000 troops left, you know, yeah, like no matter what, the there was always 20,000. It seemed like there was always 20,000 dudes versus 20,000 dudes. It's like, so what the hell are we winning? We're losing. And I, I feel like I need a no shit head count on zombies to kind of keep the score going. And I don't know how they're going to do that because there's a little intentionally. So a fog of war effect, maybe Negan taking command or having a schism in the whispers. Well, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It really depends on how much more they're doing with the whispers because alpha is dead, obviously. So right. does it even matter how many Walkers are out there anymore. Do, it does is the horde a threat anymore now that the head's been cut off of it? Literally, I see. That's what I think. I feel like Beta. Like I think long term, this cult is done for because yeah. it needed a singular. St- but like, can this thing? You know, like what can uh what can you do with the ten thousand herd of zombies that you can't do with a five thousand strong herd of zombies? Yeah, probably not much. And like, there's not much difference in the combat capability when you're talking about assaulting a town the size of. Hilltop Alexander Oceanside. So like also I could see beta successfully waging like a, uh, a pointless war and getting everyone killed. And then the cult falls apart, but who cares? Cause everyone's dead. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I like this decapitating al- alpha. I never thought it was like the master stroke mm-hmm. that Carol thinks it is, you know, not when it's immediate survivals on the table. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're right. Long term it is, but short term, they're still gonna have to deal with the consequences of that. Yeah. It'd be one thing if it's like a situation where like the military leadership below her was all like, we should sue for peace. And she's the one that's kind of keeping them all together. And if you just like cooler heads with yeah. like all the heads below her are fucking crazy too. like beta. Yeah. No way. Uh, Gamma's already on the out. So well, she's yeah, she's totally done. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, uh, that's I just yeah, I kind of hope they give us an update on some of those things so I can really f- track how the battle's going. Yeah. Uh, it also, I wonder, you know, they talk in this episode about, Oh, we gotta, we gotta regroup. We gotta regather and replenish our numbers. How do they do that? Cause like once you scoop up a shitload of walkers from the area, you gotta wait probably a long time for them to just oh, wander yeah. back in. I mean, she's, she's talking in context of the hilltop survivors, but like, there's not going to be a lot of them. Yeah. You know? Right. If there's a hundred so. people at Hilltop, I wouldn't think you'd get more than a handful of zombies because they're probably all going to die um, or they're going to escape or their their compatriots would put them out of their misery before they had to mm-hmm. get run off. So I don't know. We'll see. Uh, Carol is grabbed at by a walker while she's 
kind of just sitting there. Eventually she kills it. Uh, she asks Eugene if he's ever going to uh, ever gone after something with everything he's got and ended up with nothing to show for it. So he tells her about his love life. Uh, Carol advises <laughs> that he shirk his responsibilities and just go meet with Blue Weevil. And then Carol finds, I, I, I think, Lydia's walking stick or sword in the leaves. I can't really tell. I, I thought it was maybe Judith's. But you're right. It was you probably so? Lydia's. It was, it was probably Lydia's big. the way. Yeah. 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 You're right. You're right. Um, and she does have a very similar. Okay. Yeah. No, because I, I thought I had in my notes Judith. Uh, surely yeah. not Michonne. No. Um, no. She has her sword and she's on the ocean. But I forgot that she has that kind of like really samurai looking sword sheath as a as a combat stick. I guess so. I don't recall seeing it in the past, which is why I was confused. But. I guess yeah, she's she busted it. it out. And then, of course, Negan grabbed her. So that's why she. Yeah, that makes that right. makes sense. Um, I do like the, the this pathetic zombie attempt to eat Carol. Mm-hmm. Like the way she treats it is like an like an a nuisance. Like just not. No, not now. Come yeah. on. Would you stop fucking, you know, like he's drunkenly hitting on her as a Christmas party. <laughs> it's just really funny. Uh, it, it has like some symbolism too. like the dead are never going to stop. Right. It's like. You can't just, you know, ignore the threat of the dead because they'll keep coming. They don't sleep. They don't that they can't be like taught to behave themselves. They're just going to come eat you if they can. So, yeah, I don't know. And then Eugene, Um, man. I guess is there what are the odds that Eugene is leaving uh, the the survivors camps here to go meet up I think with pretty Blue high. Weevil. Think so. I think pretty high. I think he's uh, this is if nothing else going to propel the plot. Yeah. Uh, like meeting this other thing. So like I think it's 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 pretty and also like yeah man I don't like I don't know that the services of Mister Wizard are going to be used in the next couple of days. You know, like I don't know that like you know for want of a mullet. I, I, although I don't know, they just said <laughs> yeah. that like if 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 he had held the ranks, you know, Hilltop might still be standing. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I don't know. Uh, I I did like this is the first time in a long time I have to look up one of his words. Uh, Brobdignagian. Yeah. So like everyone knows Gulliver tra- Gulliver's travels, how he went to the like was it the Lilliputians, the the mm-hmm. little little people. Yeah. Apparently he went to this other land called Brobdignag, where it's a land of giants, and he was a little person. So like oh. if it's of Brog Dignagian proportions, it's immense, colossal. Okay. Like like his uh meeting, for example. Yeah. And like Carol, yeah, we get it, dude. We get it. Big. Alright, let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. Since the dawn of time, we've been putting clothes on our back that identify us with our people, our group, our tribe. And why Bald Move might be one of the smallest, weirdest tribes out there, transcending all concepts of border, class, culture, and creed, we still have respect for the old ways. At support.baldmove.com, you can get t-shirts, hats, mugs, and more. We have something for every one of our podcasts, or just wear the four pips of the Bald Move logo with pride. Bald Move merch beats running around naked, and they make a great gift for the Bald Move fan in your life. Join our tribe! Head over to support.baldmove.com and click on merch to start shopping. Mission podcasts are an awesome feature here at Bald Move that allows you, the individual listener, to decide what we talk about for a single podcast. The community loves it because it often leads to fun fan favorite films and TV shows that we've overlooked getting the coverage they deserve. And we love it because we're constantly exposed to great stuff that's not even on our radar. The way it works is simple. You go to support.baldmove.com and you click on commissions. Then you pay the flat rate for the commission and tell us what two-ish hours of content you'd like us to make podcast on. Then we'll contact you for details, advanced feedback, and any dedications you'd like to make. Then we watch the thing, discuss the thing, turn it into a podcast, and pump it right into your ears. We get consistently great feedback on how much our commissioners love their podcast, and they make great gifts for the dedicated Bald Move fan in your life. And who knows, that dedicated fan could even be you. Treat yourself. 
Check out support.ballnew.com for more info. All right, let's move on to Daryl, Jerry, his wife, and Rosita, and a bunch of others head toward the rendezvous to hopefully meet up with Ezekiel, but he is not there. Yeah, Navala seems like she's hurt pretty bad. Um, like she's got yeah. burned on significant parts of her body. I'm a little worried. Yeah, you know, she's talking I've, about how it's getting worse, and it's not a good sign. I feel like, you know, like uh, this this death shroud has been hovering over Jerry ever since the narrow escape in the in the mine. And, and maybe it's it's hanging over his whole family. Hmm. I'm, ner- I'm 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 nervous. Don't he, don't want the big man. Don't wish him any grief at all. He gets his kids back by the end of this, right? Yeah, the kids all come back. They're all sure. with the Earl. OK. Yeah, they're all with. Well, they're all with Judith to be. Te- yeah, te- yeah, yeah. At that technically. Point. Um, but I like how you know Daryl's like confident the King Ezekiel would get him out, mm-hmm. and then like three seconds later, oh, he didn't. Shit, we're gonna have to find him. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, so speaking of Earl, he's got all the kids. Judith is asking him about Ezekiel, and the rest of the kids want to know when they'll be reunited with their parents. So Earl goes into the next room to kill himself. <laughs> Which, <laughs> to make a suicide. Right. La- did, where did he see the example for this? Was it the uh, Salem witch trials? Like uh, uh, yeah. the the, Catholic, the Spanish Inquisition? Like where? where this this one straight this? from from the Earl machine, the Earl box. It's, it's, man. A, it's an OG OG oh, yeah. suicide bench. All this right. is the one thing All he's right. able to cook up himself. Yeah, I think I see how this the parts of this machine assemble. Yeah, uh huh. <laughs> And, but uh, it, it must be his own invention because it fails. Uh, anyway, he, he he's interrupted by <laughs> Judith. It's just as effective as his fucking catapults. Yeah. Right. Oh, my God. Savagery. Uh, so Judith interrupts him. She wants to be, I guess, in the room when it happens. I don't know. And he tells her to keep the kids safe and then sends her away. And I, I, I kind of. They real quick cut back over to, to Ezekiel and then cut back to this, but we'll get there. But can we st- stop here for a minute? Yeah. Because her name's Kay- Kaylee Fleming is little Judith here. Okay. And I am, am, am I crazy? Cause like I'm in the tank for this, this little girl. Cause she reminds me so much of my niece, mm-hmm. um, Lorelai. Like it's fucking incredible. So like, she's just is like tearing my heart out. Like I thought the, or the, the blacksmith who I thought's been okay. I thought this was a really good scene for him. And yeah. really tugged on the heartstrings, and I just fucking love Judith so much, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, she, 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 like I, because I, I was wondering, like, oh, if they ever ask her to cry, what's that going to be like? Man, she fucking nailed it. Yeah. Oof, I don't like seeing Judith cry. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's not, that's not a thing you want to see happen. But I got choked up when she's like, I don't want you to be alone. He's like, I'm not going to be alone, honey. I got Tammy and my son waiting for him. I was like, oh god damn, fucking Earl spit throwing ninety nine mile an hour speed speed balls here yeah speed pitches fast balls yeah there you go uh, uh so then uh, this next scene is where jerry and daryl find ezekiel buried under a piece of the wall uh, hiding it, he immediately just pops up and runs off toward where mm-hmm. Earl has the kids mm-hmm. as soon as as soon as he's been rescued he's like suddenly no longer struggling to get out from underneath that piece of corrugated aluminum or whatever right weighs all five pounds is pushing him down what's he supposed to do jim get up from underneath that given 12 hours yeah i i mean man he he really adhered to bald move rule number one which i think is just play dead (laughs) yeah that might not never talk to the cops might be number one i don't remember that's i think that's rule number one that's true i i I, there we might need a a a subsection of that rule like unless you're responsible for like i don't know two dozen children Maybe 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 you take a take a risk with your life. <laughs> you talk to the cops, if, if, or you if, don't if, play dead. If you res- <laughs> don't play dead. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, 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 uh, yeah. yeah. So. You're probably right about that. Oh, Zeke, what are you doing, man? Uh, so they then- did him dirty. Like I don't know why. Yeah. I don't. I don't know why they they had to to have this thing where like because like it's. It'd be one. It'd be one thing if he like got split up, and you know, he's like, "Oh, I thought they were with you, Daryl." Because you know, but like, it's just I don't know, man. It's 
I was kind of let down by a poor, poor old King Ezekiel here. Yeah, maybe like he, Jerry he too. the smoke chokes him. Like they talk about all the smoke and you can't see. And That's so true. like, you know, maybe he's got. Plus, again, the man has an enormous right. tumor in his neck. Like, who knows what that's doing? Constricting his uh, his breath, his, his blood supply. Who knows? Who yeah. knows? Probably could have done better, but whatever. Uh, yeah. So Earl kills himself on a railroad tie. Kind of. Judith goes in to check out his body and finds that he's not totally dead. He's a walker now, and Earl grabs at her as Daryl, Jerry, and Zeke make their way into the house. All the kids run out to him except for Judith, and Daryl goes inside and finds Earl's dead body on the floor with Judith sitting next to it. Then Daryl sits down with her. I will say that, like, it is a very nice moment, and I almost, I very strongly suspect that scene where Daryl opens a door and, like, his shadow falls on, like, little Judith against the wall, looking very small, kind of curled up in a ball. Man, really rhymed the shit out of that one. Yeah, uh, that's got to be a frame out of the comic books, right? Because oh, for it sure. Yeah. Looked very much like that kind of framing, and it's one of those things where, like, I'm starting to like, God, I wish I'd read the books because that looked pretty fucking iconic. Even without that, that was just a great scene. Like Daryl coming in, putting his arm around her, pulling her close. Like again, I, 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 I'm a softy when it comes to kids, but this was like really, really hitting me. Got got me really choked up. Yeah. Um. And also, Earl, yeah, you you made a bad suicide machine. You've mm-hmm. you've done you've done a couple of questionable decisions here by my rights. Uh, but you know what? It takes a real real man to fucking try to impale one's head on a railroad <laughs> spike to protect children. Yeah. And even though you failed, like the fact that you made the attempt, man, hats off to you. Hats off to you. Yeah, that's uh, heroism of a certain type, sure. Yeah, like I was just thinking like, you know, and he I felt like the actor did a really good job of portraying because that's the thing. It's like, when did you when were you aware of the fact that Earl was a goner? Oh, like immediately. As soon as yeah, like they showed him because he's acting so frail and he, they modeled his skin and they yeah, they got the 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 the, the, the black veins of zombiehood yeah, exactly. all over his face. And yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I thought they but like it yeah, didn't man, lessen the impact of it, though. Like, they didn't need to surprise me with that fact, right? It it still worked. Right. I saw it, and I was immediately like, oh, shit. Oh, shit, these kids are in trouble. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, it's... I, almost, I Actually, when, when Judith went in there, I would kind of decided, like, you know, I kind of hope, uh, hope uh, Earl succeeded. Because mm-hmm. uh, that would, you know, be cool for Earl, and also it would be cool for Judith. But it didn't happen, but he tried. And, uh, I feel, like I said, this is, woof, it's a tough scene. It's rough because Judith in one day has to both kill her first living human, I think, and also kill the f- friend who's turned Walker. Um, mm-hmm. t- tough day for Yeah, man. This kid. She's grown up, like, she's very much like Carl, like, growing up, growing up quick after. And I feel like that's, you know, that's everything Daryl's saying. By sitting down next to her, he's like, I get it. The, these are the experiences that we now share, right? Because he's been through all that, too. Everyone who's alive has been through that at this point. And I like that how she's kind of sneaking in there, kind of hoping that she wouldn't have to. And then the zombie grabbed her and she didn't have her, but she had her knife ready because, you know, Rick and Michonne raised no fools. Yeah. As far as I can tell. I don't know. I got to see RJ, what he, how he handles himself. But like Judith, no, no fools detected. Nope. Uh, she's quick with that knife. So pretty cool. All right, then we go back over to Negan, who takes Alpha, yeah, tells her, hey, I got uh, that thing you wanted and you've been looking for. Takes mm-hmm. her out to a place where Alpha assumes that Lydia is tied up. Uh, as, as we also see intercut, Lydia struggling to get free inside the shack. And on the way, Alpha tells Negan that she wants him to become a disciple. And he tells Alpha about his cancerous wife and tries to convince Alpha that she doesn't have to kill Lydia. Uh, Negan like also lays on a little bit of romance charm here. I don't know, just long enough to buy Lydia time to break out. But it turns out that Negan tricked her, and when she realizes it, he slashes her throat. So on second watch, why is why does why does Negan take the time to do this much chin wagon with the uh, with Alpha? No. Um, was there anything she could have said that he would have like done something different? There must be. And I'm just not catching like what the, what the out here is for her. Or is this the satisfaction of like laying to bear your foes weaknesses 
right before you're going to kill him. Just like, you know, like being able to have the last word kind of like, you know, you think this, you think that, but it's actually because I thought he was almost telegraphing what was happening too much. Yeah. Like I was thinking that like if Alpha had one was one iota less smitten with Negan and that's what it felt like that she just completely dropped her guard because she was infatuated with Negan. Um, yeah. That she would have killed him. Like, and in fact, and there's a line earlier in the episode where she's like, uh, I don't have everything I want. So it wasn't a victory. And this is her moment to get that. Um, so she, she's blinded by that to the full victory. Right. Yeah. But she also there's also this statement she makes in the beginning of the scene where, you know, he's she's he's talking about seeing the zombies beauty and he's like, ah, it just looks like bag of bones and bad teeth to me. And she's like, well, you'll see their beauty soon. It makes me wonder if one of those wheels that's also turning wasn't supposed to crush Negan. Yeah. Like, she's like, I want you like, I wonder if like the plan was I want you to go out and be a lion, start your own pride. And, you know, then sending him out alone for beta to kill after he served his use. Um, Maybe it wouldn't surprise me if she was like a step or two ahead of him, but still a step or two behind the combined Negan and Carol team. Yeah, like maybe he let her think she was a step ahead in order to lull her into a false insecurity and get her with this. Yeah, yeah um, there's definitely, you know, a plan going on here, like you said, with Carol that I didn't know about. And no, I don't think any of us knew about or could have seen. No way. Yeah. And in general, I don't like that. I remember. Yeah. Uh, yeah like uh, like. I often admired Breaking Bad because they showed the plans and like they played always with the cards face up. And I think I remember yeah. there's one time where they didn't where mm-hmm. like Walt did some grand strategy without us in the know. And I remember that rank that kind of annoyed me. Uh-huh. And yeah, in general, I like it when shows kind of like, you know, in retrospect, ah, like, oh, should have been obvious from the beginning. But this literally came out of nowhere. Right. Uh, You know, I mean, if there if there were hints to it, they were they were pretty fucking subtle. Maybe that's the thing. It's like if, you know. We were reading with Reddit every week. They would have been like, well, obviously, you know, Carol's uh, got her fingers crossed in this scene and she's scratching her ear here and she's tapping Negan and Morse code uh, within this scene. But yeah. Yeah. And if, if, you know, Walking Dead didn't have at least like a four season run of complete bullshit uh, behind it, I would have taken a lot of this more seriously (laughs) and Mm -hmm. maybe followed more closely to and maybe seen this coming. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Uh, you know, we're talking about it right now. So let's get to that final scene where Negan takes Alpha's okay. zombified head back to Carol and tosses it at her feet. And she responds with, well, it took you long enough. Yeah, I thought I, I thought that he was going to the reason he slit her throat is because he's going to lead her back to the pack and be like, I am the alpha now. Yeah. Um, But that clearly didn't happen. So. I mean, I guess he can still with, put her head in the sack and do the same thing. But I think it'd be more powerful if she was like the the sim, the symbolism of her literally following him mm-hmm. in death would have been something else. And then he'd have to if, if he puts down beta, then he he essentially takes charge of the herd and he can run him off a cliff or whatever the hell he wants to do with them, I suppose. Sure. I wonder what you would do if you successfully took control of the whispers and you wanted to save the town what the fuck would you do? Deprogram them? I like. Would you all? Yeah, I mean, I guess there's an, an enough in there that's kind of wanting out that maybe you could get away with that. But there's also a lot of true believers that yeah. would, you know, turn against you. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I guess it'd be really fucked up as if you just like in the middle of a herd just started outing everybody as human. And so the zombies just turn on, <laughs> you know, the guardians turn on the the the, the whispers and it's just all done. Yeah, he can you send know. them on doomed missions like, oh, I need you to go yeah. to the gates of Alexandria and wave a flag that says suck it for 25 minutes or something. You don't understand, but that's fine. It's going to it's, it's, it's all part of the plan. Yeah, right. Yeah, uh, there are ways if, if if you control people, there are ways to get them to you do know, what, what you if- want. What what if the what if the human survivors in Alexandria get take those uh, long range wrist rockets and they like get like vials of like blood and human sweat and other scent mm. and they get up and you know they they start launch like pinpointing the the whispers so they can bomb them with human scent and chum them 
I like it. Long, long, long range chumming. Just, yeah, big bladders, like launch them with those big, long (laughs) water balloon launchers. Blood bladders. Yeah, yeah, fill a bladder. Not, not, you know, like human bladders, any old bladder. A bladder in the term of a sack, no, Jim. I'm not saying. Not, not human, not human I'm not bladders. Not saying he got, he's got bladders you full of human you're blood. Gonna, you don't have to use human bladders. My God, who said that? Jesus, calm no, down. No, 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 no. <laughs> no one said that, but I can imagine just like the giant water balloon of human blood splattering over a horde of walkers. It's pretty horrifying. It would send them into a friend. Yeah, do something would, for yeah. sure. They turn on each other. Yeah. Um, we also, this last scene gave us a lot of like Negan development, a surprising amount, like, uh, adding dimension to like, you know, his wife dying before the apocalypse, uh, Mm -hmm. putting him in this kind of like disassociative state and then the apocalypse happening to him and, you know, one thing leading to another. I, I, I thought that seemed, uh, prime for me wanting to, to know, to, to know more. Yeah. It seems like. You know, we lost we lost Thor Birch, but we are going to keep Negan around Jeffrey Dean Morgan, uh, seemingly. So th- this final season, I assume we're going to get some more uh, of his integration back into the Alexandrians. Although it would be pretty sick if he did like almost a Tale of Two City style where like, well, I guess it wouldn't be quite that. But like, what if he dies and ultimately we know as the audience that he's responsible for saving the survivors because of this long term double spy. But the Alexandrians and everyone, they all he's an infamy because he double fucked them like that would kind of be. And Carol just lets that lets that be the way it is, because it's like the truth that. that, Yeah, it's like some kind of bullshit Dark Knight shit, you know, that Negan's Mm. the hero we don't deserve. but we Yeah, exactly. Um, I, I think that would be very walking dead appropriate and also would like really set Carol up to be a fucking monster. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that could be cool. Let's see how it goes. Yeah. Cause yeah. I, Aaron's going to have some questions, though. right? Like true. Oh, That's what I'm saying. Then? Like if, if, if Negan dies today and the, the whispers all fall apart, like he will always be branded as a whisperer. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's kind of neat. The fact that like there's a very different opinion about a character that the audience has versus like everyone in universe. That would be kind of an interesting tension for a show to fuck around with for a long season, for example. I, that's the thing. Like they've done a hell of a job rehabilitating Negan in the audience's eyes, or at least in my eyes, because um, mm-hmm. I'm you know actively rooting for him at this point. And if you asked me in season eight, if that would have been true, I would have said absolutely not. Yeah, and it's like a unique. It's funny because shows like this and like Game of Thrones too are kind of uniquely allow allow us to kind of like experiment with these types of moralities because like, who's to say what you would do if your love of your life died of cancer and then the next week the the dead walked the earth and all of things in good society just were swept away and it was just primal and savage and. Like, would you still maintain your whatever code or would you kind of lose yourself? And would you like, I I mean, you know, there's a little bit more room to color outside the lines and like, because whereas like a person does that today, like if you lose your wife and you just go and fucking, you know, take a rifle and kill 30 people at a mall, like you're just an asshole. You know, we got therapists and shit, you know, like, you know, maybe maybe there's not as much access as we'd like, but like, you know, you don't have to do that. Uh, there's still evidence of good, you know, like I, but like the, the, the zombie apocalypse, like, yeah. Yeah. And if it, you're it fighting makes... for survival on top of that loss, uh, yeah. Could drive you to do all kinds of things. Yeah. I think that's something that like, uh, to get meta, like Marvel struggling with and some of their TV series is the idea like in feudal societies and like post-apocalyptic societies, there's a lot more room for anti-heroes and for redemption and for like doing fucked up things. And then like uh, people forget like, but in, when anything's set in like a modern day, like, uh-huh. nah, you can't just kind of like fucking mind control a town and get away with it. Or like, you know, <laughs> beat someone to death with say a high profile symbolic shield and be forgiven. And like, I don't know that they know that, but mm-hmm. that's a, that's, 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 that's talk for another franchise. Yeah. Uh, what was that it? Are we, we, that, we, we drawing things to a close. That's it. I'm curious to see what they do with this plan with Carol, if they do anything with it um, and how they yeah. rehabilitate Negan or reintegrate him or if they can, if he dies, whatever. Yeah. I'm excited for the next four episodes of the season. 
Same. Uh, so that's going to be it for our coverage of The Walking Dead this week. Uh, I will say parenthetically, stick around if you're on stereo or Twitch because we're going to do a feedback. We got we got at least one here in the queue. Um, <laughs> one feedback does not a show make. Yeah, we might just this might just be an addendum. Might just be just yeah. uh, something we we shove on the end of this podcast. But uh, uh, we'll see. Or we you know maybe uh, we'll we'll have uh, several more. Uh, it'll catch fire like so many pine sap soaked zombies. That's going to do it for our coverage for The Walking Dead this week. Of course, we'll be back next week. Uh, we're almost done with this season, and then we'll have the bonus episodes, and then we'll have a little bit of like, a couple weeks off, and then we'll be back to live Walking Dead. Holy shit. I can't wait for that. Uh, but we'll be back next week. Of course, if you'd like to leave us long-form feedback, just send it into watchingdead at baldmove.com, and we'll get to that at the end of the season. And uh, as always, if you got something you want to say currently in your own voice, you can listen to our live recordings every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern on Stereo.com slash BaldMove, where we take people's uh, uh, voicemails and recordings live. That's what we do. We're watching dead at BaldMove.com, and we'll get to it in a few weeks. Thanks for listening. Until next time, I'm Aaron. And I'm Jim. See ya. See ya.